Are you one of the thousands of people who have added to their family through adoption? How do you sort out all of the resources, unravel the myths, and get started? Welcome to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. On our show, we introduce you to the families, the adoptees, and the experts who can answer any questions you may have to make this the wonderful experience that it truly is. Now, here is your host, Micah Johnson. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Adoption Unscripted. I'm so happy you're joining me today. I am Micah, your host. As always, it's so cool for us to spend this next hour together. I am um, home. It's still fall break here in Nashville. And I'm having some mixed feelings about it, honestly. Um, We've had a great time. Uh, My daughter met some friends earlier this week at the library, and they hung out there and did their thing. And I think she's taking me to dinner, I think, one day, maybe tonight or tomorrow. So that's going to be awesome. Um, So fall break has been great. It's been kind of lazy here, and we've enjoyed it. But I think it's time to go back to school. So I'm having some mixed feelings about it. I've enjoyed the time off. I've enjoyed hanging out with my daughter. But also, I need to get back into my routine of things. And um, so I'm ready for it to wrap up. It's been good, though, but it's, you know, all good things must come to an end. So that's what we're doing here today. It is so chilly in Nashville. I think it's like in the 50s. I went to walk my dog today, and I thought I was in London. It was foggy, and it was a little bit misty outside, and my eyes were playing tricks on me because I thought I kept seeing, like, animals walking out of the fog, and it was just it was just an experience. Um, I am a little bit gun shy about walking my dog in my neighborhood we do have quite a lot of wildlife here and so I might be a little bit extra when it comes to that but it was kind of chilly and I was just saying to the magic man Aaron that makes all this great stuff happen I was just saying to him before the show that it's the kind of day where you want to just get a big cup of tea and put on some thick socks and kind of snuggle down and read a good book or something I think that might be my plan after I get off the show but let's go ahead and stop all this rambling and get into the show so We have a great show today. It's just me and on the mic, and we are going to talk about what it means to be a conspicuous family, and you create a conspicuous family when you transracially adopt. Now, there are other times when you can become a conspicuous family, when you are um, a multiracial family, and you have an interracial relationship, and you have children, and you become... A conspicuous family. You can also be a conspicuous family when you don't have any children. You just happen to have a partner who is of a different race than you. Um, and you are a conspicuous family when you are a same-sex uh, couple and you um, are people are you know drawn to you. You're, you're, you can't just fade into the woodwork as much as we might like to just walk around and not be conspicuous when we do anything that that folks uh, pay attention to or look at us or notice us, we become a conspicuous family. We're going to talk about a conspicuous family with regards to transracial adoption. And I have to make sure that I let everyone know when I'm saying transracial adoption, I don't just mean when you are a white family who adopts black children. And I often say black or brown children. And I had someone say, Well, when you say black or brown children, are you just talking about black children or mixed race children? No, I am not. I'm talking about 
black children, brown children, African-American children are in that group. Um, Asian children are in that group. Asian, like Korea or China or India. I'm talking about Native American children. I am talking about children um, from Latin America. I'm talking about multiracial children. Any child that has a brown tint to their skin is what I mean when I say black or brown children. And I have to make sure that I say that because oftentimes I think I I may give the impression that I'm only talking about black children or mixed race children. And that's simply not the case. And we work with families here in Nashville that have that don't just adopt black or brown children, meaning African-American children or mixed race. We work with all children that are transracially adopted, all transracially adopted families. Um, which, So that's the show for today, and we're going to get into that. And that's a lot of, there's a lot of conversation that I want to have with y'all about that and give you some strategies on what to do when you are a conspicuous family navigating this big uh, world of ours. But before I get into that, I wanted to, I have to give a big thank you to everyone who has been so supportive of Adoption Unscripted. We've been on the air now, I think it's been 12 weeks. And so it's time to take a moment to stop, to kind of evaluate what we've been doing so far, make any changes or adjustments that we want to do when we move ahead. And I've had so much awesome feedback and support from you out there listening and you've given me some great suggestions and I hope that I have taken them please keep them coming I love to get your emails um, I've had folks who um, have asked questions and I've tried to get to them and I get depending on the topic of the show I tend to get more questions based on the topic I can tell you transracial adoption gets a lot of downloads and I have a lot of questions when we do shows about trauma, I get a lot of downloads and a lot of questions. And then when we do Adoption 101 type shows where we just talk about adoption in general. However, if there's some topics that we are not getting to, that I am not getting to, please feel free to send me an email or give me a call and let me know some things you want me to talk about. I spoke to um, a woman. Her name is Amy, I believe. And Amy, if you're listening, hello. And um, we talked about her daughter's hair a couple of weeks ago. And I said to her, hey, your daughter, I think her daughter is three. Precious little, beautiful child. And I was saying to her, you know, as she gets older, some things will come up, things will change. And you're going to want to have conversations with her about those things. And I said to her, hey, if I'm not addressing some of your needs, just call me and let me know. And I will certainly try. And so I mean that when I say that. If, if there's some topics that you want to discuss and we're not getting to them and you're hoping or waiting, when is she going to talk about this? Let me know and I'll try to fit it into the show as best I can. Now, there are a couple of things that we are doing. As you know, I have a company here with my sister. It's called Seeing Color in Nashville. And and we do a lot of work with families here. However, I haven't been doing a lot of work with the online communities or folks that are online. You guys out there I'm talking about. But I've been getting a lot of questions, I guess, because I'm doing this show and and folks know that I'm out here and they know that I can support and help them. And so I've been getting some questions. So I've decided to go ahead and start opening up my one-on-one coaching and consulting to folks in the online community. So if you want more information about my one-on-one coaching and consulting, you absolutely can go on to the Adoption Unscripted website. I think it's on the Work With Me page, and it has information about that. Now, one-on-one coaching and consulting is a an opportunity 
to work with me over time. And it's, I know you've probably heard uh, me mention the Thriving Moms Mastermind. That's that's a more of a group work. It, well, it's not even more of, it is a group work. It is um, a group of eight to 10 women we get together and we pick a topic and we discuss it. We have different groups. We have a transracial group. We have a foster mom group. And we have a group of uh, moms who have children who we dealt with dealing with trauma. And we talk about those topics. We do a, take a deep dive in those topics. We talk about things that are going on. Each person gets a chance to um, bring up a topic or something that they've been working on. And we all help to brainstorm and work with that. And that's a mastermind. The mastermind, um, that's a commitment. It's a time commitment for that. We meet with a group, so it's not just something that you can do yourself. You'd be a part of a group. With the one-on-one coaching and consulting, that is more you and me working together, and that's based on our collective schedule when we're free and we work on that. And that's a three-month commitment. I think it takes 90 days for us to kind of get in and dive in. There is also an opportunity that I've just started doing, and it's my parent strategy sessions. And I'm really excited about these because these are something new. Not everyone has the time or the need for one-on-one coaching and consulting. Some folks don't have that in their budget or don't want to spend that money on, on that for whatever reason. These parent strategy sessions are an opportunity for you to ask me three questions that you're dealing with, and we work on those three questions. They're not an ongoing thing. You book a parent strategy session. You can book two a month, and we just deal with those three questions, and we make an action plan for those questions. You get It's a Skype call, so we're looking at each other. I want to make that connection with you. We work on your three questions. You get a copy of an audio copy of the call. You get notes from the call and you get action items that you can go ahead and take action on after the call. We only limit those to two because if after you're doing two, it becomes one-on-one coaching. So you can have two parent strategy sessions a month and some folks do book two so they can talk about the action items that I had. And this is a more affordable way to work with me when you don't want to make that financial commitment or that time commitment. I have something that's super exciting I want to talk about at the end of the show. I'm going to give 10 free parent strategy sessions away, sessions away. And so if you're interested in that, please stay tuned to the end of the show. It's a little teaser. I'll let you know how you can do that. This keeps me on my toes. It keeps me relevant with what's going on. I know what your pain points are, what your problems are, what you're feeling stuck with. And so I want to give 10 of these away so I can know what's going on. So if you're interested in that, stay to the end of the show and I'll give you more information about how you can possibly get one of those 10 spots. Now, After this break, we're going to take, we're going to jump into the topic for today. Like I said, it's conspicuous family. I'm going to share a story with you that was kind of sad when I heard it. Um, This show is relevant to a conversation that I had with someone earlier um, this week. And uh, I decided to have the show about this because I thought it was relevant. And it was kind of sad. And it was an, it was eye opening to the person I was talking to because they never considered what it meant to other people in their life that they were a conspicuous family, how their family had to adjust to their choice to adopt outside of their race, how their friends had to adjust to adopting outside of their race. And she had to take a moment and kind of say, wow, I never considered that. So it's not just about you and your kids. It is, but it's also about your family and your friends. So 
that uh, conversation that I had with someone that is a close friend of mine and she started out as a client and became a close friend of mine was the reason why I decided to have this show for today. So um, if you have any questions, you can send me an email while I'm doing the show and I can try to answer that for you as well. Okay, so if you guys want to hang on, we're going to take a quick break and when we get back, we're going to take a dive into the show. All right, I'll see you on the other side. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. If you are an adoptive mom, you know that adopting can be the most profound experience of your life. But sometimes the journey of an adoptive parent can feel daunting. We can have these great wins, but we're not immune to setbacks that leave us feeling frustrated, confused, and lonely. Imagine a whole group of like-minded moms going through this alongside you. Moms who understand the goals and dreams you have for your child, but who also understand your challenges and fears. Moms supporting each other by clearing out those limiting beliefs we tell ourselves, quieting the noise around us, and getting back to our happy and healthy families. Join Micah Johnson for the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind. It's an online community for moms with regular meetings, one-on-one coaching and consulting, a private Facebook group, and much more. For more information about the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind, go to adoptionunscripted.com forward slash mastermind or call to chat with Micah directly at 615-392-0294. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, guys, we're back. And our topic for today is uh, navigating as a contiguous family. And how that can affect not only you and your child, but your extended family and your friends as well. So as I said before the break, I wanted to do this show based on a conversation that I had with a friend of mine that once was a client and then became, we hit it off. And as I do with most of my families, because I I tend to talk a lot and y'all know a little something about that, but we hit it off and so we became friends. So she was talking to me earlier this week, and she was telling me a story about how she had a, a good friend, and they had this ritual that they would go out and shop on the weekends. And those of you who um, are from Nashville or have been to Nashville know that we have a really cool area 
It's called 12 South and it is fantastic. And I am going to say, if you are coming to Nashville, you need to stop by 12 South. It's a wonderful place. And it's often very crowded and it's um, especially on the weekends and it's big family area and lots of different things to do there. So she and her friend usually went out to 12 South and kind of hung out and the friend had a, a child, a biological child. And they've been doing this for a while. Well, she adopted, the friend of mine adopted a baby from um, Korea. And right around the same time, she adopted um, a four-year-old, or I think it may be three-year-old from the Congo. So, and that, my this friend of mine is white, by the way. So, she grew her family quickly, and she became a multiracial, transracial family in an, almost in an instant. And before she would go out with her girlfriend, it was just she and her girlfriend and her girlfriend's child that I'm not sure the age, but in a stroller, so still stroller age. So she said that they went out to this area, 12 South, and it was a busy Saturday, and they were walking around, and they were doing things, and she noticed you know, some folks staring at her and her two children. And, you know, that was cool. She'd expected it. And um, we have a lot of transracial adoption in Nashville, but it's not something that you see every day. Maybe I look for it, so I see it often. But, you know, it's not something that we see a lot of. So it's still something that people might notice. And she was prepared for that. We had talked about that, what what to expect. But um, the next weekend, when she and her girlfriend would plan to go out to 12 South again, the girlfriend said she was going to pass. And she said, okay. And then the next weekend, the girlfriend passed again and again. And so she finally just said, you know, hey, what's up? You know, you're not, we're not going out. Did I do something wrong? Is there a problem? Did, you know, did I offend you or hurt your feelings in some way? And she said, well, if I can be honest with you, I'm just not really comfortable with all the stares that you get when we're out together. I mean, people are always looking at you and then they they might whisper things. And it's not just that I'm uncomfortable myself, but I feel really bad for you, too. And I don't know how to handle that. And it just made me uncomfortable. So that's why I haven't been going. And my friend was shocked. She was shocked. Uh, Her feelings were hurt. She didn't know what to do. She said, you know, I just thought it was something that I was going to have to deal with. I never assumed or even thought that someone else would have to deal with that. I thought it was just me. And we had done some work. She and I had done some work. So she knew what to expect. And we talked about it. I, If anyone knows me, knows I am about a pre-adoption you know, um, training and post-adoption training and support. I'm really about that. I don't feel like there's enough of that. Y'all know I've said that before. And that's one of the reasons why I do this show. Um, to provide that support if you are looking for it and can't find it. So my clients, we are prepared. As, you know, We know what to expect, I guess, to say. And we have some strategies. But she never assumed that it would affect someone else. And we talked about that when she and I were working together. I guess she just didn't think about, I guess, other people. And so that's the reason why we're having this show today is because becoming a conspicuous family is not just about how it affects you. Oftentimes, um, folks don't think about their parents and what their how their parents will feel to be the grandparent of a black child, a Korean child, a child from China, 
a child from Haiti or a child from Latin America. That's not the same as being the grandparent of a white child. If your children are white, the expectation is I will grow up, I'll have kids, okay, get married, have kids, my kids will have kids, I'll have these yummy grandbabies, and they will look like me, or they'll look like my daughter. And with adoption, that doesn't happen. Now, when you adopt in your own race, no one knows that. No one knows that these aren't your biological grandchildren. But when you adopt transracially, the secret's out, okay? Everyone knows these are not your biological grandchildren. And sometimes folks, when they're considering to adopting transracially, they don't consider how their parents will feel being the grandparents of a child of color. That is a mistake because these are your family members and you want to have, I'm not saying that you have to get there okay, to adopt transracially. What I am saying is you need to have the discussion. You need to have the discussion with your family about how do you feel about race and how do you feel about being the grandparent of a black child? Because, you know, if your if your parents are older than you and they are for you know, they wouldn't be your parents, um, they grew up in a different time and they may have different feelings about um race and the race of your child. So it's some, something that I require uh, that's part of our conversation when we're talking with uh, transracial parents. My sister and I have those um, pre-adoptive sessions. We talk about that at length with those. So that's something that I want to encourage folks to do is to think about, one, about how your parents will feel about it. Now, you also have to think about how you, your friends feel about it. And if we go back to the story I shared, um, because, and, I'm, and I want to be clear, I'm not saying that you need to get folks' permission, but these are the people in your life. My friends are like my family. And so I weigh in on the big decisions that I make and get and that, you know, get counsel from them on my big decisions. And so this is something that I think that you should talk to your friends about, because these are the people that your children are going to be around. You want them to be around your 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 friends. I have my daughter has an Aunt Kim an Aunt Lauren an Aunt Hope um, an Aunt Carol an Aunt Stephanie. They're not my biological sisters, but they are aunts to my daughter, and we spend time with them, and I want my daughter to think of them as aunts. So you just want to make sure that you that you have a conversation, because you don't want to be surprised about how they feel about a child of a different race because of a statement that's made, or because they stop hanging out with you um, at 12 South. That was not because she had a problem with the child's race. She just had a problem with being around her with her kids and being stared at all the time. These are just conversations that I think you should have just to have an open dialogue because you want to, to know these things ahead of time. Now I'm going to give you four areas that I think you should consider and work on and create some strategies when you are adopting transracially and you're becoming a conspicuous family. As I said earlier though, if you marry a, if you're a white woman and you marry um, a man from uh, China, your child is uh, now of not of your race. So this could absolutely apply to um, multiracial families that were not adopted, but you just marry someone of a different race. So that this applies to you guys as well. <clears throat> Excuse me, to you guys as well. So what you want to do 
The first skill um, that we want to talk about, and these are definitely skills, are how to respond to hurtful comments. Now, my friend felt hurt. Her feelings were hurt by that comment, but that comment was not made in front of her child. So you want to make sure that you talk with your child about how to respond to those comments. We talked about this when Kevin Hoffman was on the show. We touched on this briefly about how to respond to hurtful comments. And I talked about the Walmart effect. And I felt bad about that calling it Walmart because I love myself some Walmart. So I'm going to come up with a different name to call it because I don't want to think that everyone in Walmart feels that way. So I need to say a big apology to Walmart and I'm going to change that name. But what I meant was when you're out and about shopping and someone comes up to you and says something rude or inconsiderate and about your child or someone stares at you and you're thinking, what are they staring at? Why are they staring? Well, you kind of know why they're staring because you are different and people stare at things that are different. Ask a 40 plus year old identical twin, which is what I am. And we hang out all the time and we own businesses together and we sometimes dress alike by accident and get stared at all the time. I know a little something about that and it's something that you have to get used to, but it can be a problem. So You want to make sure that you talk to your kids about the stares that they're going to get in the comments and you come up with a plan on how to handle that. You also want to ask your kids if they want to take the question as they get older. And the way you answer the question will impact your child. So think of the question before you get asked it and make sure that you thoughtfully answer the question because everything you say will impact your child. So you want to make sure that you do that as well. Um, We've also, we've done some scenarios where I have played the rude, inappropriate person and did that with uh, some of our clients and said some crazy things. And then they, you know, to see if they have a response. If they don't, we work on a response and then we role play again and they take it to me and they put me in my place sometimes in a positive way and then sometimes depending on how crazy my question was in a not so positive way but we work on that because you never know what you're going to get um my sister showed me a video that i will put on my website of a young man and his wife taking their child to the doctor's office and there was a woman behind the counter and she went berserk on the man that it was a black man and his family and the woman behind the counter i believe she was white i think she was non-black And she had a reaction to his pants that were hanging kind of low. And all I kept thinking was, his baby is standing there. Do you see his baby standing there? How is his child taking this reaction? So you want to just prepare your kids for that kind of thing. It was an amazing video. I'll put it on my website today if you all to check it out. Okay, so we have two more strategies and skills that we're going to work on. One is to examine the diversity that you have in your home. And then the last one is um, how you can talk to others about your adoption and so it can become something that is freely discussed. And um, so it's not something that you, that's, that is abnormal, right? And if we talk to more people, then we can change more people's ideas and give people a new perspective to take and hopefully some of these reactions to the, these families who are conspicuous will 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 cut back on those we won't see as many of those if we communicate and talk to other people so when we get back from the break we're going to talk about how to examine diversity in our homes and in our lives and how we can talk to others about adoption to change people's perspective okay so if you guys hold on i will see you on the other side 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com have you become a member yet sign up now to become a member of voice america it's always free and easy Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. If you are an adoptive mom, you know that adopting can be the most profound experience of your life. But sometimes the journey of an adoptive parent can feel daunting. We can have these great wins, but we're not immune to setbacks that leave us feeling frustrated, confused, and lonely. Imagine a whole group of like-minded moms going through this alongside you. Moms who understand the goals and dreams you have for your child, but who also understand your challenges and fears. Moms supporting each other by clearing out those limiting beliefs we tell ourselves, quieting the noise around us, and getting back to our happy and healthy families. Join Micah Johnson for the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind. It's an online community for moms with regular meetings, one-on-one coaching and consulting, a private Facebook group, and much more. For more information about the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind, go to adoptionunscripted.com forward slash mastermind or call to chat with Micah directly at 615-392-0294. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, we're back and we're going to jump right in. We have two other skills that we're going to work on. We're going to work on um, including diversity in our lives and examining where we are with the level of diversity that we have in our life. And then we're going to talk about how we can talk with others so that this conspicuous family isn't so conspicuous. And that's just by educating others and spreading the news. And we'll talk about that. First, let's get to examining diversity. So diversity isn't the same as examining culture. That's something different, at least the way I look at it. Examining diversity is examining the number of different race people, folks that you have in your life. How diverse are the people in your life? And there is a surprise whenever we do, we have an exercise that we do that surprises folks. We tell them to go out in your a regular day, like on a regular Saturday or Sunday or whatever, and count the number of non-white people that are in your space in one given day. So you would, you know, get in your car and go wherever you're going to go for that day and then spend your whole day out and then come back and then add up that number of non-white people that you see in your day. People are surprised by the low number that they see. 
um, or that they know they come in contact with. So not just, well, sometimes it's just see. Sometimes depending on where your neighborhood is, you might not even see any other brown people. But um, how many you come in contact with? And people are surprised by that. We do an activity where we have all these beans that are um, white. And we have them, have our parents drop black beans into the bowl and you would be how these black beans kind of stand out in a way that they didn't among all the white beans because black folks are going to um, stand out when you're in an all-white space but a lot of times folks who adopt black children or Korean children or or children from China or like I said children from Latin America they don't spend a lot of time with the folks that are the same race of the child that they're adopting. Honestly, and I'm going to make a statement, and it might not go over with a lot of people, but one of the things that I want to do with this show is to be very authentic with you guys. I believe that no one should be able to adopt a child of a different race without spending a significant amount of time and diving deep into what that means for themselves, for the child, and for their family. I think it should be a requirement because it is so, um, it's not too late to start after you adopt it, but it makes things so much easier when you start before. So you want to examine, so let's get back, I'm off my soapbox, let's get back to examining diversity. So one of the things that you have to do is that you have to add these people of color to your life, and that is something that can make your family uncomfortable. You, you know, because all of a sudden, if you adopt a child who is Korean, let's say, and you don't have any other Korean folks in your life and you're doing it right the way that you should be doing it. And I'm going to say right because I feel that then you would want to have more Korean folks in your life and in your child's life. Well, when you have more Korean folks in your life and your child's life, you're also having more Korean folks in your family's life. And so you need to examine how your family navigates around people of color and how many people of color you have in your life. I can't say it enough times. Do this exercise before you consider transracial adoption because when you will notice when these adoptees grow up, one of the things that they inevitably say is that their parents did not have them around more people that looked like them. And and when you think you've done and when you think you have enough, I want you to add five more people, okay? Because you always think that you have enough friends that are of a different race and you don't. I want you to add five. No, I want you to add eight more because it's never enough when you are the only person having one or two people that are your child's uh, race is not enough. You have to add more than that and, and in a meaningful way. So if you examine diversity you make sure that you have it in your life, then um, you are doing something to help your child feel more secure about who they are. And so when you go out as a conspicuous family and someone makes a comment, your child is not going to take it the same way. You know, they're going to think some people are rude. Okay, some people are inconsiderate, but it won't be as personal as it does because they know other folks you know, that are their same race and, and they know these people and they're regular people just like they are and they have a sense of who of identity and what that means to be Korean or black or Chinese or 
or South American or from Haiti. They know what that means because you've shown them. So please examine the amount of diversity that you have in your life. And then add, I think I was up to eight more, add 10 more. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, and then you want to talk with others about adoption and transracial adoption and what it means to adopt transracially. Because I believe that the more we talk about things and the more that we educate others, when you, when you adopt, regardless of whether you adopt transracially or not, you, whether you wanted to be or knew you were going to be, you become an educator because you go and you have to explain your choice to folks and you have to educate them on what adoption really is and what it really means and why people really make this choice. And so you become an educator, whether you know it or not. Ground, and it's like you start a ground roots movement in your community, educating folks about adoption. And I tell folks, you know, be prepared because you're going to get asked these questions and use these questions as an opportunity. We call these teachable moments. Those of us who've taught children call these teachable moments. We love teachable moments because life is giving us an opportunity to teach something to someone that they need to know. And so think of these as teachable moments and spread your information, spread your story, your adoption story, and spread why you did it and spread what it's like to parent a child of a different race and spread what it's like to be a child that is of a different race from their parents and what their life must be like. The more we talk about these things and we put them out in mainstream and we educate people, the less conspicuous we will become. I had to pause on that because I wanted to make sure I was saying that right. Yes, the less conspicuous we will become. So that is <clears throat> something that I'm, I'm all about education. And I think that whenever you have an opportunity to educate someone, you need to take it. So let's just go back and go over these skills one more time. So one is we want to talk about how we're going to respond to hurtful comments. We want to prepare our children for hurtful comments. And we want to prepare ourselves for hurtful comments. Sometimes the parent is more hurt than the child because the comment usually is asked to the parent. Sometimes these things go right over our kid's head. They didn't even hear the question because they're looking at the Cheetos on the on the shelf and they didn't even hear the question. But we hear the question. So we want to make sure that we prepare ourselves and we prepare our children. And this might have to be revisited because a child that is seven might not respond the same age, same way as a child that is 14. So you want to make sure that you have age-appropriate conversations about that and the response. Second is you want to um, talk to your kids about how they how you'll answer and if they want to answer the question, because sometimes you want to empower them to do that. And we talked about that a lot on previous shows. The third thing you want to do is you want to examine diversity in your um, your life every day and count the number of people you have. It might sound crude to count black people, but that's exactly what I want you to do. Um, or Korean folks or, um, you know, Native American folks. I want you to count that group. But it's also a good idea to just have different 
other groups. Like, you know, I'm not saying that. It's, it's great for your children to see diversity, not just because you're white and they're black, but because you have you have Asian friends or you have Native American friends or you have friends, you know, you have some Mexican friends and you have some friends from Guatemala or I'm just trying to think of places where you could, you know, I have friends and they're they're not all um, like me and they look different from me and we all look different. It's good to have a huge diverse group of friends because, and this is something that you should do, by the way, folks, if any folks are out there listening that have not adopted transracially, but you're raising children in 2000, almost 18, it's good for all of us to have a diverse group of friends. <clears throat> My daughter's high school is one of the most diverse high schools in the state of Tennessee. It is a wonderful high school. I love it. Um, and when I go to pick her up from school, I love seeing all the different faces. And I say to people, Grace is going to high school in a, in a place that looks like the world in which she lives in. And that's why it's awesome. And to see all these beautiful faces look so different, navigating every day, eight hours a day, getting along and doing the best they can is, is it's just an amazing thing to see. So I'm encouraging folks to have a diverse group of friends, not just the ones of your race of your child that you've adopted, but all kinds of different people. It's it's the best way. And you and it gives us a chance to learn and to grow and to experience something different. So it's good for all of us. And then lastly, you want to talk with others, <clears throat> excuse me, about adoption so that we take some of the mystique out of it and the mystery and it becomes commonplace and we educate others that we come in contact with. That's one of the, the things that I think is sometimes you're thrown into it, whether you want to be or not. So you might as well go ahead and make something good happen from it. Okay. Now, one, I want to circle back just quickly before the break and talk about what we're going to dive into next. We're going to talk about how you need to, what some discussions that you need to have with folks prior to adoption when it comes to race um, and um my no tolerance policy that I have with um, having family and friends that have negative feelings about race and what you should do with those family and friends moving forward, because that is something that I had um, something that came up in a a recent uh, one-on-one coaching that I had here in Nashville. There are some things that were said and she didn't know what to do moving forward with her family and friends who had issues with race. And so we want to talk about that too, because that might come up as well. And it's very sensitive subject, but we're going to take a deep dive. Anyway, okay, so if you guys want to stay tuned, I'll see you back on the other side. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. 
If you are an adoptive mom, you know that adopting can be the most profound experience of your life. But sometimes the journey of an adoptive parent can feel daunting. We can have these great wins, but we're not immune to setbacks that leave us feeling frustrated, confused, and lonely. Imagine a whole group of like-minded moms going through this alongside you. Moms who understand the goals and dreams you have for your child, but who also understand your challenges and fears. Moms supporting each other by clearing out those limiting beliefs we tell ourselves, quieting the noise around us, and getting back to our happy and healthy families. Join Micah Johnson for the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind. It's an online community for moms with regular meetings, one-on-one coaching and consulting, a private Facebook group, and much more. For more information about the Adoption Unscripted Thriving Moms Mastermind, go to adoptionunscripted.com forward slash mastermind or call to chat with Micah directly at 615-392-0294. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are tuned in to Adoption Unscripted with Micah Johnson. If you'd like to reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to hello at adoptionunscripted.com. Now back to the program. Okay, guys, we are back. I swear this hour flies by so quickly. I'm always like, oh, my goodness, are we almost done? So this is our last segment of the show. I wanted to touch on something that is really important that I mentioned before the break. It is what I consider to be the zero tolerance policy. And the zero tolerance policy and the way I am referencing it is that um, when when we talk with parents and coach them pre-adoption and post-adoption, our zero tolerance policy is this. It's quite simple. You should not tolerate people in your life or have children, have your children around people in your life that make rude or insensitive, ridiculing comments or embarrassing comments about your child and their race, culture, or ethnicity. We tend to let things slide by our friends and family, or what our friends and family say. We let it slide because we know them, we know their heart, we know that they're not bad people, and we excuse things. When it comes to your children, we cannot do that. We can't, well, I don't think, let me say, I don't think that we should do that. I know that is very difficult because we love these people and we've been around them our whole life and we don't want to end relationships. And I'm not saying that you have to end these relationships. No, not at all. What I'm saying is you shouldn't put your children in that situation where someone who is going to say something that is so hurtful or so humiliating or embarrassing about a race 
that your that represents your child. We all know that uncle or that that brother-in-law who says comments like that and you hear them all the time and you might flinch and think, oh, my God. But it doesn't affect you in the same way because he's not talking about you or your race. But when you adopt a child that is of a different race and you put them in that situation, that is exactly what's going to happen to them. He is talking about someone of their race and they will internalize that and think that he is talking about them. And it's just... I think it's unacceptable, and I think a lot of you out there would absolutely agree with me, but I know that family ties are deep, and I know it's not something that we I'm asking of you that you take lightly or it's an easy decision to make, so I'm not saying that you should cut those people out of your life. I'm saying that you shouldn't have your children around those people, and that is our zero-tolerance policy, and if you... Would like to comment on that or you'd like to ask me some questions about that, feel free to um, go to my website and leave me a comment or a question. I welcome them all. Now, speaking of the website, I wanted to, before we wrap up today, I wanted to talk about a couple of things. One, we have a couple of conferences that are coming up. You, I don't know if you guys min- remember, but I mentioned a couple of conferences that dealt with trauma. Um, I am jealous of anyone who is going to the attach um, annual attach conference in Denver uh, this weekend started today. So if anyone is going to that conference and please tell me how it was, please send me an email or send me some photographs or just tell me how it was. I really, really wanted to go. However, life gets in the way as it does sometimes and I was unable to do that. But um, I hear Denver is beautiful. I've never been. I want to go. And I really wanted to attend the conference. If anyone out there is at the conference right now or is heading to the conference or is going to the conference, please send me an email. Let me know how it was. And think about me often. And also, in that same um, episode, we talked about the End Childhood Trauma Conference. That one is coming up. So it starts... It's five city tour. It starts on November the 10th. So we still have time to make this one. It goes to Minneapolis, Chicago, Boston, Philadelphia, and it wraps up in Washington, D.C. It's from the 10th to the 15th. And um, I really want to go to that. I wanna really want to go to that Washington, D.C. stop. So maybe you might see me there. If anyone has any more information about the end childhood trauma uh, five city tour, please let me know. Maybe we can meet up there hang out a little bit. I would love to meet some folks who listen to the show. Um, I wanted to let you know that I didn't know. I'm not, an, I'm not an iPhone gal. Okay, I know. I am not cool like that. You iPhone people are much cooler than me. I'm an Android type of person. Um, and so we don't have that nifty iPhone app on our phone where we can get iTunes. But I think that you guys do. And I didn't know that so many of my listeners were finding me on iTunes, which I think is super cool and awesome. And I'm considering going to the iPhone. Maybe I was talking to a friend of mine about that yesterday. So he is an iPhone person and thinks he's so much cooler than me, but he's not. But we're talking about that. So I'm considering that because I'm a podcast fanatic, y'all know. And so it's easy to get your podcast off of iTunes. So I want to say thanks to you guys for finding me on iTunes. I love that. I'm also on Google Play, which is how I get the show updated to me. And I'm on Stitcher. And, of course, on Voice America. So you can also find me there as well. Now, for the free parent strategy sessions. If you are interested in the free parent strategy sessions, I'm going to do 10 of these. 
Well, I'm going to do 10 right now. We'll see how they go. I may add a couple of more, but right now I'm going to say 10. Um, If you're interested in having a strategy session with me, they're 90 minutes. You have three uh, things you can bring to the table we can discuss. I'll send you a document so we can make sure that we stay on task and that we get the work done that we say we're going to do. It will be a Skype call, so we will record it. I will send you the um, audio of the call, and we will work on those three areas that you want to work on. We're not just talking about transracial adoption in these strategy sessions. We're talking about whatever you want to talk about. Transracial adoption is my area, but at working in adoption, I work with a lot of other areas as well. And if you want more information about the strategy sessions, you can go to www.adoptionunscripted.com. Go to the Work With Me page, and there will be... um, an area on there where you can sign up for the free sessions. If you have a question and you want to talk to me directly before you get the session, you can give me a call at 615-392-0294 and leave me a voice message if I don't answer, depending on what I'm doing today, and I will get right back to you, I promise. I am really excited about these strategy sessions because it keeps me on my toes. It lets me know what's going on with folks and so it helps me to narrow my focus and really be able to provide value and support to those who need it so I'm excited about that after we do the 10 strategy sessions now you can sign up for the regular strategy session if you want not the free these are going to go on simultaneously so if the free run out which I think they will pretty quickly you can still sign up for the regular session from the website as well. So um, I'm looking forward to that. I think that um, it's something new. We don't do a lot of online work here at Seeing Color. Most of our work is done here in the Nashville, Middle Tennessee area. We are going to have our first Seeing Color retreat this summer, and so we're super excited about that, and I'll give you guys more information about that as well. But this is the first time that we um, that I'm going to be working with folks online to this capacity so we might have a little bit you know a little bit of roadblocks but we will definitely work them out as long as I can provide support um, I'm willing to do whatever so you guys I want to thank you so much I I talked to my executive producer last night and our numbers are fabulous and that is only because you are listening so please share the show with folks who you think are touched by adoption or support adoption, because our goal is to get as much support out there as we possibly can. That's why I do this every day. Okay, time is up. You guys have an awesome Friday, an awesome weekend, and I will check with you guys next week. All right, guys, be blessed. Thanks for joining us for Adoption Unscripted. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program with your host, Micah Johnson, next Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific week.